Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Ryan, how, how are you doing now with your new life out there in Seattle? Uh, it's, it's great. I'm definitely in the, in the most interesting uh, you know, uh, uh, environment or setup I've ever had. I'm hanging out you know, about 100 feet from a, a market out in somewhere in Seattle. And I'm kind of hanging out on the curb and watching people walk by along with some cars. And this is uh, really awkward, but hopefully it goes really well. Well, now that you've left me alone here in Orlando, at least we saw our podcast, so that's cool. I feel close to you, closer to you, even if we were recording in the same room. It's all good. Well, you're here in spirit. Anyways, we have a great podcast today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Google My Business Reviews, why they become more important, how to get Google My Business Reviews, how to respond to them. Um, just kind of like set up the whole system, right? Because you know they're important and you know you have to get them and this is how you're going to do it. I believe that that's a great idea. And then also um, we can kind of wrap that up once we go over those things. We'll talk about kind of the state of Google My Business and what the verification process is like nowadays, nowadays and what we can look forward to in the upcoming months or, or not look forward to in all, all honesty. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so reviews. Okay, this is a great topic. I can't wait. Um, who, wants to, who wants to talk about why reviews are important, especially on Google? Yeah. We'll talk a little bit while we're important and then we're going to give you kind of a, a step-by-step process of how to like start getting reviews for, for your location and some software and things that you can use to make the process a whole lot easier. Exactly. Well, let's, let's, let's dive into like why they're important. Sure. Right? So uh, I believe they absolutely are a ranking signal for the map pack and like local. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that, I mean, you don't have to have all, you know, five-star reviews. I actually think it looks weird to have that. Um, I think if you start getting them really quickly, it looks weird, right? But, you know, Google uses that as a signal of uh, the quality of your business and how you're treating your customers. And they're also looking at the content and keywords that are in the reviews themselves. Um, Not your responses, but what's being left from the the customer. And that can all play a part in the ranking signals uh, in local. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, you know, when we we're, I was doing this, and so I'm, I'm going to speak on this quite a bit um, because um, I actually have done quite a few webinars for Market My Market, specifically on five star reviews importance and how to generate them. Hey, and hey, we well, don't even talk. Plug your business on your own time, buddy. Oh, well, well, whatever. I kind of like preface it. I'm, I'm, um, I'm validating myself when I talk about this just a little bit. And then you do a ton of local, so actually we're, we're totally, totally qualified to talk about this at great length. I'm a local yes. expert, I'd say. Yeah, see, there you go. So we don't even talk about the content or the keywords or the, the, the context of the reviews. And I absolutely agree. Um, that is extremely important. And that actually, that's how people that don't even like categorize them as a certain like, let's say law firm, because we're talking about law firms, but um, you know, like someone might be doing a lot of criminal defense and they might be category, might be criminal defense, but they might show up in the three pack for family law because they get a couple of reviews that talk about family law. So absolutely. Yeah, so what does that mean? It means that uh, you gotta ask your, uh, the, you know, your customers to be very specific or you have to set up some kind of system where you automate a lot of what the review is and they're just hitting like, yes, and then it's like, <laughs> board. <laughs> oh, we were going into the, the coercion approach already. Yeah, okay. We'll talk a little bit about that because actually it is a thing, right? Like think about if um, you know, eBay does that really well when you leave a review for a product, they autofill um, some information, right? So kind of looking at how you can facilitate doing some of that. So you're either going to ask for it say, hey, can you please like, you know, talk about leaving uh, a review on this specific 
service that you got or the product or whatever, you know, making sure there's keywords in there. Um, and so, you know, why don't we just delve into like how to, how to ask for it first? Because no, no. well, we're not, not there yet. I want to talk about the importance. I really want to ingrain it. I want to push it. I want people to, to be like, I have to, at the end of this podcast, people that don't have reviews that have businesses or any sort of map pack stuff. I want them to be like, I have to get reviews. I want them to obsess about it and freak out if they don't have good reviews. Okay. That is my, my goal. So, oh, go ahead. so a couple other things, of course, it's a part of the map pack and people use Google more than anything by far. So there's a huge correlation with reviews, uh, the quality of the reviews, um, like Paul said, uh, Five stars looks awkward, even though I, I have one of my clients has 110 five-star reviews, <laughs> which is like a 5.0, but it's awesome. Um, we do a lot of research on it. So, um, you know, if it's a 4.8, 4.7, that's great. Um, actually, according to our research, um, through doing a bunch of surveys for about, you know, 250, 500 people, um, people will want you to have at least 20 reviews on average and at least a 3.8 which is surprisingly low on average. Um, I wouldn't say 3.8 is appropriate, but I could say they get away with like a 4.2 is like the start, the base. Uh, that's my per my personal like opinion. I would say 3.8 is, is like not a good. No, you're in the, th you're in the threes, but you know, consumers yeah. are consumers. So they're important people year after year say more and more and more that they're referencing reviews. So even if they get to your website and everything looks great, um, most of the time, more than half of the time, they're still going to hop off your website, search your brand, look at your reviews on Google, Facebook, Yelp, yeah. elsewhere. I'll just be very clear that we're we're really specifically talking more about Google My Business reviews than anything else in this situation. Here. We 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 will be, especially just because there's so many reasons why it's important. Um, the first the first of which is probably being in the map pack, and the correlation is higher than it's ever been. But there's a, there's plenty of other reasons. So we established you have to have reviews unless uh, like you don't even know what your potential consumers, you can be losing consumers if you have too few reviews, you can be lo losing a potential clients if you have too low of a rating. Um, so it's- uh, They might not be clicking on you at all. You know, they might be like, I don't, I don't want that. And, then, and that's just, they, they've never interacted with you outside of just looking at it. You know? Right, I can't emphasize enough. Reviews is a priority. Stop what you're doing, think about reviews. Okay, okay. so let's talk about how to ask and the process actually generating them. All right, so number one, you're a small business. You just ask after the service is provided. You physically have your staff or you physically ask that person, which is totally a fine way to do this, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have to do this to any type of scale, um, even if, you know, even being a small business, you might have to do this at scale just depending on how, how many customers you have coming in. Um, you know, you're gonna wanna make the process a little easier. So I would suggest creating some sort of email campaign that asks customers for reviews after they're gone. Um, in addition to asking them in person, I would, do, I would do both of these things, you know, take as many opportunities as you can to, to ask them for reviews. Um, I'm not gonna, like this isn't gonna talk about how to set up emails at all. So if you wanna like learn how to do that, this is not the podcast for you. Um, like you just, this isn't like, don't listen to this podcast for that at all. Like find someone else cause we don't really go into like email marketing. Um, but assuming you already have something that can send out emails and automate this, you want to be targeting people uh, that are your customers and asking for reviews. And it's really, really easy to link to the, to your web properties to have them like leave a review through an email. Yeah. And, uh, 
Um, and the reason, yeah, now you mentioned kind of email. The reason that this is definitely a part of SEO is because what we're talking about the map pack, there are more and more of a reason that reviews and like social um, validation sort of um, is going to tie into visibility and in turn components of SEO. So this is 100% important for any SEO to con completely consider everything about reviews. Um, so about asking them, right? Um, you know, you, you have to keep it short and sweet. Um, you're not going to like write a whole story about, you know, like, oh, you know, I hope your experience was great. It would mean like the world to me, it's really important if I get review. It's just like pretty, pretty simple. Um, you shouldn't like write a whole story about why you deserve a review. It's more like, you know, asking for their feedback. And then, you, and, you know, um, one thing I saw was common that I kind of related to the most is um, uh, a company was kind of just like, you know, businesses like, like ours thrive with the positive feedback that you can provide or, you know, something like that. So they can kind of like, you know, play on the emotions a little bit, how important yeah. it is. You know, don't just uh, straight up say, leave a review, you know, like you, you have a little context around it. Yeah. So then as far as the email itself, um, I know for a fact that just kind of sending out like a block, like, so you send an email and it's just like a block of text and then like a couple hyperlinks that doesn't work that well. Um, because it kind of looks like crap and it's not really uh, as easy to digest. So as far as like the email. Yeah. You're going to want to like have some templates there. Yeah. So, um, without like going to a third party, which we're going to talk about eventually, um, what I'd recommend is it's pretty common nowadays for most companies to have some sort of uh, newsletter or some sort of like email platform, like a constant contact or a MailChimp. So that's actually a perfect, um, uh, tool that you can you can use to do this because it's also going to have everything else you're looking for. Uh, if they open it or not, <laughs> that's like the biggest thing. Like, uh, you know, if someone didn't open your email and you can track it via MailChimp, then you can, you can email them again because you know, they didn't open it. Um, you can also know if people didn't click on any, anywhere to leave a link or sorry, to leave a review. So, I mean, if you're, you know, using a MailChimp like a platform like that for typically for your newsletter, it also has everything you're looking for, for this kind of campaign. Again, we, we don't want to get too much into like email platforms. It's not what we're here to talk about. Um, but, <laughs> you just said that I wouldn't of talking yeah. about, but it's, just, it's important it's, to get that the nice. way. Uh, but one of the things you can do with a lot of that, especially if you have like a like a CRM, so some sort of customer relationship management uh, software, is you can build logic into these things, and so you can see based on what you're collecting about that 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 customer, you know, like the type of service they got from you, the dates that they got it, you know, so if you have different types of services that you provide, you can be really specific in the email and, and, and like use their name in it. So you can automate like all the, this whole process. So it's, it's not very manual and you're having to do it. Um, so we're going to tell you how to do that. We just know that you can do that if you're listening and, and you're like new to this world, um, you can kind of set all this stuff up. So uh, that's like, if you're, if you're handling all this stuff, let's talk about maybe like text as well. Yeah, so SMS. I don't know as much about the SMS component, but before we go there, the only, the only thing I want to emphasize, I'm not talking about email. I'm talking about any approach that you take whatsoever. The most important thing you can do is be um, consistent with follow-ups. Our typical um, email number that it takes for people to actually like open and actually leave a review is not until typically about the third email. So if you do it once, typically people don't leave a review. Second, maybe th third is actually when it starts happening a lot. Yeah. Okay. I really want to drive that home real quick. Yeah. I, I'd also like to point out um, if you're using a text service and there's a lot of services out there that'll do this for you. 
Um, I'm not going to like recommend any particular one because there's a lot of them out there that have strings that we can say in like different price points. And um, so there's necessarily one that's better than the other, but you can, you know, basically send that out in, in like a text and just very easily through the click of a, of a link, those people can be right there to leave a review for you uh, and like Google My Business or on Yelp. Um, it makes the, the process like very, very, very easy. Um, it can, and it can just be a part of like, we'll call it just like a campaign to get reviews, right? So think about it as like, don't just do one of these uh, and leave the other ones out. Like you kind of want to have like a mix, right? Like a review marketing mix of like people asking in person, sending out emails and then a a follow-up maybe with, with a text or you start with a text. It's sort of up to you to figure out the flow, but I would like do all those things. Have, have you had a success doing the SMS approach? Because we've Definitely. had, we've yeah. had ten, tons of um, success just doing emails. Yeah, we've, I've, had, I've had the most success doing it with uh, text, honestly. Interesting. That's cool to hear. Yeah. You heard it here for the first there time. There you go. Maybe, maybe the last time, even. Probably not. <laughs> um, so right, let's talk cool. about third party okay. review. Because this is really like, this is probably the, the easiest way to get going with this. And I would say one of the more popular ways is to do it like this. Well, it's just because um, one of the biggest reasons is you have, there are a lot of marketing tools out there. Of course, you have like analytics and research and a million other things. <laughs> I'm going to go into every single freaking tool that you can use for SEO. But the third party tools that, that help like facilitate the reviews are among the cheaper tools out there. Um, and they do a lot, so let's talk about it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, historically, there, there are a lot of uh, review generation uh, vendors out there. Um, I've used a lot, um, probably between six and eight over the years. And then I've had people that I'm familiar with use their own. And then altogether, you have about 15 that are known, and I'm not going to rattle them off. But um, the two I've had the most success with are drum roll, <laughs> her, um, uh, bird eye and gather up. Bird eye and what? Gather up. Gather up. Okay. Bird eye and gather up. Let's walk people through a little bit how, how these work. Okay. They're both very similar um, as far as their functionality, but what it does is basically you, you uh, sign up with them you create a profile which is going to include you know your your address and a little bit of background about your company they're basically going to set up a, a company page for you that um sometimes actually ranks pretty well and indexes well in google um which is another added other uh, there's a lot of value added stuff um that they provide um but those are among them and basically what they'll do is they'll create a template um and then it'll be based off of best practices already so you're not gonna have to like design anything they already have that down and uh, oftentimes it's actually been according to them allegedly approved by somebody at Google that you know <laughs> says that this is a standard for some uh, degree of solicitation and basically basically all you'll do is upload probably like a, a CSV with emails and names and it will automatically start sending them emails periodically um, until hopefully they leave a review and then it'll stop and it pretty much just takes that completely off your shoulders and you don't have to you know follow your own calendar you don't have to set up campaigns or drip um or anything do they, do they provide like a variety of um of templates like email templates um probably a a, a very finite amount so there's probably like one that has what's called um pre-check sentiment meaning there's like kind of two approaches you can take the pre-check sentiment means um 
it'll ask them initially, like the, your, your former client or current client or customer, you know, mm -hmm. how is your experience with us and rate it one through 10. And then you, you kind of have a cutoff. So if they click eight, nine or 10, it'll guide them along to leave a review. If it's one, you know, one through seven, it'll kind of deter them because one through seven is kind of an uh, insufficient kind of experience. And they're m more likely to leave, you know, a four, three, two, one star review. And then it'll kind of direct them to an area where they can provide direct feedback. So <laughs> instead of so guiding them along to leave it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this has been popular for a very long time. This is one of yeah, the, the, the very clear though. This is like a little bit of black hat thing is like you, the, most of websites uh, like Google and Yelp, they don't want you to gate your reviews. Now it does happen, like obviously all the time. Well, well, well pre-check sentiment is like completely like a no-no and I'm not sure how some people have said that they got a Google thumbs up anyway because I'm pretty sure Google is, at, is actually looking to Yelp for how stringent they are with solicitation. So I thought that they're kind of going the Yelp route because Yelp is impossible. Um, yeah, most third party like, vendors don't ask ever. Well, you know, the thing about Yelp, I'm pretty sure is they, um, they check the referral path of like where, when a review is coming in and if they see that it was directed by anything that was created by like a bird eye or a gather up or something, that'll just like flag the whole thing. So you can't even use it from bird no they don't even they don't even list it i think that they list it and it's grayed out and they're like why is this grayed out <laughs> and you yeah. can offer over it yeah, and it's they, like because because like there's the reviews yeah yeah have you seen so, that that thing that yelp where, where they found out that like a dentist or a doctor or someone was paying for reviews and then they found out and then they posted on the yelp page this person pays for reviews <laughs> <laughs> it's like insane people hate yelp i have not i've never talked to a lawyer that does hate, they hate him more than i do um, nope. but, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so what it's doing simultaneously, which most people can't really do in their, their own emails or really figure out how to do it, um, is they're simultaneously trying to facilitate positive reviews while also, um, you know, accounting for the possibility of a negative review and deterring it. So it's actually kind of twofold and it's pretty sweet actually. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how it works. So, um, that's why you go to a third party among those reasons. Um, also, so it comes from like kind of an unbiased uh, third party. So instead of being like at the name of your business, since obviously it comes off way more as the solicitation, it comes from like at BirdEye and it's like, oh, we're BirdEye, we're a third party, you know, neutral party. We're just curious about your experience. And that yeah. makes a big difference, honestly. Yeah, and so while the most important one to focus on is your Google My Business, because it has the, a direct correlation to your, your map hack rankings, right? Uh, don't forget about some of the other places out there to have reviews. I mean, people go to Facebook now. They go there and they check out reviews on your business. Um, you know, people drive revenue through Facebook. Check, make sure you have like uh, your eye on your uh, Better Business Bureau profile if you have one, you know? Just like, you know, be abreast of all the stuff out there that, that could have a review with your name on it. And always, you know, try and mix, uh, mix the different sites into your campaign. Honestly, it's gonna help your overall SEO if you're like, having more interactions with sites that are actual citations for your, your business listings, right? So if you have some oh, more action yeah. going on there, it's going to make everything go up. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like the links, I mean, you can, you can kind of switch around. If it's a third party, it's easy to switch around. If you do it yourself, uh, make sure you kind of spread the wealth. That's why you, you drip these campaigns a lot. Um, 
yeah, when you start doing it, I don't want to talk about email a lot, but all this stuff is very important. Um, you know, people get like really gung ho and they're like, they're like, oh man, I'm going to email my whole database at once, like 4,000 people. And then they just do it all at, at once and all in one place. And then, you know, they convert, I don't know, 10%. And then you start getting hundreds of reviews in one place. And then especially if it's Google, it doesn't matter how legitimate the reviews are or they're all separate IPs. I, I like guarantee it. If, if you send them all to a Google listing and it starts getting 50 reviews a day, they're all going to get taken down because yeah. Google's just going to be like, you, 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 it's just not re real. So you have to drip it and you have to be, be patient. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't go nuts. Yeah. Like what you don't want is like a whole bunch happening at once time. So, yeah and and then you spread around i mean also you know if you're you're a doctor you know you got your zocdoc so don't forget about that if you're a, a construction contractor or something along those lines you have home advisors angels so don't forget to kind of spread around and then also if you have multiple locations so if you have five offices uh, what's great about doing a campaign like that is they're going to click you know if you do it right they're going to click on it and they're not going to even know or care what location it is they're just going to see your name and then they're going to fill it out and then they're going to get reviews right around different locations so be mindful of that as well yeah and also we want to clarify that what we're discussing has nothing to do with reviews that may you might have on your own website that you've collected yourself so sometimes you know when you google business name or just you see a, a business uh, and the SERP results, and they have that star rating underneath their name and uh, the SERPs, right? It looks great because they have like maybe 4.5 stars, whatever it is. So those are actually reviews that they have um, collected themselves and they've displayed on their website. And through appropriate schema markup, they're able to show that in the SERPs next to their business name. Uh, so that works completely differently. Uh, maybe one day we'll do just a schema episode. Have you actually already done a schema no, episode? No, you wanted, you wanted to do just a schema episode, and I said I, I couldn't really think of anything that would fill 30 or 40 minutes, <laughs> unless, we did re unless we did research at a time. I couldn't do it, like, off the cuff or anything. Yeah, I know that's asking a lot. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I can talk about this. Like I said, I've done this webinar, like, six or seven times. It's really, really good. I do yeah. it with my account manager, Joanna. That's why I'm rounding off specific stats this time. Yeah. So we will do an episode on how to do that and actually appropriate local SEO schema that you should have on your site. That sounds like a really good topic for next episode, actually. All right. Well, I'll just do a little bit of research and I'll make sure that I'm situated somewhere better than the, the curb outside of a market. Um, yeah. Because this is so awkward. So, um, so right. reviews, so I'm trying, trying to do a couple uh, final thoughts here. Um, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the direction that local that is going. Oh yeah, I definitely want to talk about. I'm just I'm just trying to think if there are any like party notes about reviews. I mean, obviously, we already emphasized how important it is. Um, people, uh, I think that one of the statistics was people. Let, let's say there's two businesses and, and a consumer or client potential client likes both of them, but one has much better reviews than the other person. Uh, the average person's 80% more likely to go with the one that has better reviews 80 yeah. percent. that's insane so just think about that statistically and then ask yourself should you focus on reviews or not and if well, the answer is yes you should probably close down your business yeah i mean if, if it's over if over 50 percent of people validate a business by their reviews and then 80 percent will pick one over another based off reviews what is that like a 40 percent chance if you would combine the two of some number that I can't think of off the top of my head of happening. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Google My Business. You're like, what are you trying to, what are you trying to like string together? 
let's talk a little bit about the future of Google My Business, where it's at right now. So one of the things that I like to do is sort of see where GMB is going to go in the future. And the very best way to do that, uh, just go ahead and Google uh, plumber in San Francisco and you will get an idea of what local SEO will look like because for some reason they always test there. I think we've talked about this in the past, but it's just a really good way to have a peek through the looking glass of what local SEO is going to do. Uh, I foresee in the future that there's going to be uh, more PLAs, so paid local ads um, across the board. Um, it's, you know, it's going to go to, there's just going to be an additional thing that you're going to have to pay for. And I can't imagine Google My Business living as a standalone software outside, like how it is now, because there's just too many things that it needs to be rolled into. Like there's a lot of it that needs to be rolled in like Google ads. And honestly, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to have a better integration with Google Analytics um, and all that stuff with, with your site, right? So right now it's just, it's a giant pain to be able to track that stuff. It's also a super giant pain to look up local map pack keyword rankings, um, keep track of those things, or even like discover map pack rankings. All of it's a giant pain. So I think there will be something in the future that either brings those things together but I think like GMB as it, as we know it will be diminished and there'll be a different platform. Yeah, and I think that, so you wanna talk about how, how much more difficult it's been to verify locations really in extremely recent history about like how it was years and years and years of just like postcards and, and phone verification and like yeah. there's well, no- now, now you can auto-verify. You can like auto-verify things if you have it all set up correctly. So like. Where I work now, you know, we have hundreds of locations. So oh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you count if account that's successfully and legitimately set up hundreds of locations, I can't imagine why you'd get resistance for new locations. Yeah, they're, they're, we don't have to deal with the old uh, postcard uh, trick. Which why, don't you just, why don't you just open up a bunch of personal injury clinics? <laughs> like, you're just like, it's a side gig, and now you can open I wouldn't be the first. Real quick. I wouldn't be the first. Yeah, I can't say that counts pretty valuable, but um, yeah, it's the first time in a long time we were, you know, I'm setting up satellite offices for people, and then it, it, in the past year was kind of the first time you got a, a whiff of signage, and it's like, yeah, you know, uh, we just need a little bit more uh, of verification. Can you take a picture of like the lobby with the name? And they're just like, whoa, where'd that come from? And now you're talking about video, so you, we talked about that, right? video yeah. verification that's insane let's talk about it for our podcast listeners yeah you gotta have so what people don't understand or know um right for years people wanted more locations to show the maps and so the only way to do that is to have more verified businesses in google maps and so you would go to virtual offices uh anywhere that you could receive mail and verify that your business location was there right so people were opening uh, business locations all over the cities, different places, right? So they could get more leads when people search those terms and they're near it. So Google has, has cracked down on virtual office locations a lot over the past year. And one of the ways they've done that is they've introduced the, uh, it's the Google, um, uh, the local guides program. So I'm actually a member of the local guides. Uh, and what you do, it's like a point system, but you actually mainly review a human being reviews your listing information and depending on the type of review of things is like they give you like points right so it could be just like 
does it look like this is an actual location for this business? And they'll give you the street view. And if it's just like a house in a neighborhood, you'd be like, no, it's not. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, or they'll have you check the data on like your, your Google, my business listing page. to like, is this the actual URL for this listing? Is this the actual, um, phone number for this listing? Uh, so they make you kind of go to the actual site and like look that stuff up. So, it's not just an algorithm doing this anymore making these checks there they have human beings with eyes on it uh so it's going to be a lot harder to get away with these things in the future yeah it's, i think that I, I it would be it's probably a combination i bet that there's an algorithm that just does a sweep over these millions of locations red flags a bunch then you get the people swooping in and manually checking stuff because it was the first time i had people calling my client with like six locations and then and then seeing what's going on and checking like the location is legitimate and different phone numbers um it's first time i have video and then did i tell you really recently one place one to verify by either a utilities bill or a business license and i was just like this is out of control what's that google my business asked for that google my business asked for a business license or a utilities bill to verify and I was like no way I've never even heard of that that's, I, that's the first time it was about three or four weeks no it was about four to six weeks ago because it it was a legitimate office um but they like operate out of it like here and there and they like share it with you know someone else similar mm -hmm. and but it's been there for like seven years maybe more probably like eight or nine forever okay and I think what happened was it got flagged by the competition just because competition is being competition and i'm sure if you make up 10 or 15 fake google accounts and you say that something's spam it's gonna get flagged for spam and you're gonna screw people out or whatever don't get yeah. too negative seo on that but um so it got flagged but i think it was also there for so long that they're like well we're gonna take it down but they can verify it instead of just outright just removing it and then when i i I hit them up like three times. I'm like, you guys are not responding to me. And on the third time they go, okay, okay, give us a business license. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? So it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy out there. Very crazy. So, you know, it's going to get diff more difficult if you're trying to game the system is what we're trying to tell you. Pretty much. And I think that it might be the reason I think that this crackdown and GMB paid features kind of happening at the same time isn't random. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that there's like a huge Google initiative to be like, okay, we have to just really like crack down on GMB locations because when we roll out paid features for GMB, we want to make sure that people aren't like abusing it with fake locations. That's what I think. Yeah. Very good points, Ryan. Um, okay. I've never said that before. Oh my gosh. This is a big moment for me. Did it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's kind of our take on, on reviews in GMB and how they kind of work together and what to expect. Um, I guess that uh, the too long didn't listen <laughs> would be that uh, reviews are more important than ever, um, but also re getting reviews on listings, those listings are more legitimate than ever as well. Yes. So have a legitimate listing and get legitimate reviews. And you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, the map pack gets an insanely high click through. I've uh, done uh, heat map surveys quite quite a bit, and I see where people click for different results. Um, and it's it's pretty much you know if you have your your uh, ads at the, the top four, and then you have three in the map pack, and then you start getting into organic. Uh, the maps is uh, marginally more than everything. Okay. 
All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks so much for, for listening. You know, we really appreciate all of our listeners. Be sure to like or subscribe, depending on what you're listening on. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be in iHeartRadio here pretty soon. So if you listen to podcasts on there and you're listening to us, we made it. We're in there. It's great. You know what we should do? We should do a live podcast tour of all the cities we said are the best cities in the United States for SEO. Where is this budget coming from? I'm not even going to publish it's gonna be. It's going to be sponsored. Yeah, by who are you going to sponsor me? Google. Google's going to sponsor it. That's that's wonderful. Because um, we, we don't talk about exploiting any aspects of, of Google ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, if you want to be on the podcast or you have any questions that you'd like answered uh, on the air, please uh, hit us up at seosdeadandotherlies at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit us up on Facebook or on our YouTube. We actually respond really quickly to comments on there. Uh, we check it daily. So feel free to hit us up. Great. Um, and then one last thing. Paul's really excited about the big 2K downloads right around the corner. Oh, and yeah. I think that after you're going to be like, hey, dude, after this is done, can you like go home immediately and edit it and send it back? Because I want to post it right away because I want to hit 2,000 by the end of this week. Yeah, I was going to ask you to do that. <laughs> I can do that. Don't worry about All right. it, buddy. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, once again, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO's Dead and Other Lies. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>